0: Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favourite Double Tappers.
1: Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you again, back in my little studio here. And I believe Sean Priest is back in his shed. Ha! Ah, hello, Stephen. How are you, sir? I'm good, I'm good. It's nice to have you uh, back here in my ears as opposed to in front of me coughing and spluttering. Yes, quite right. It's how it
2: should be. Uh, We're separated by miles and miles. Fantastic. I'm feeling comfortable and at home. Yeah, it feels better
1: to be back in this environment. (laughs) Why is that? Why do I feel better not being next to you? What is that about? Is that that weird? Oh, that's a terrific love song. Not being next to you. That's gorgeous. We should make that a thing. (laughs) It's a country song waiting to happen, really, isn't it, when you think about it. Uh, So, yeah, you made it back, okay from that there London? I did, yes, from that there
2: London. I won't lie to you. I always get a little bit anxious when it comes to travelling, but... I had assistance booked, so someone just passed me on to the next person on the next train like a parcel. It's great. Uh, So, yeah, once I get on my seat and I get out my smartphone and my battery charger and my cables and my headphones and my Bluetooth keyboard, you know what? I'm happy as Larry, so it's all good. Why?
3: Oh, there he is. It's Mark Afalalo. Oh, talking of delays on the trains. Hello, Mark. Yeah. Sorry, my train was delayed. I couldn't get here. I mean, I I thought because last week you guys did this on your own because you were together uh, that I was no longer oh. invited.
1: Oh no, you're oh, always we missed welcome. You. Yeah, it's just the problem is when you're when you're in you know a place like this when you're in the UK and uh, you know obviously there's a time difference. I don't know if you're aware of this, Mark. Time difference,
3: wow, there is. Yeah, okay, yeah. This, tell this me about this thing. Uh, So yeah, it's like five hours of difference, which means we can record. Why, really why does that early. happen, Stephen? Like, what, what, what causes that time difference? Tell it's, me. it's to Uh-oh. do
1: with the um, it's to do with the time and the the difference between the two places. <laughs> Oh well done! I That's thought you were going to go
3: for science and maybe talk about the sun and the rotation <laughs> of the Earth and the the fact that you know daylight is only. A, I get it. Okay, I kind way. of understand what's going on. You know here. how this works. I don't do science. I mean, I believe in it. I just don't science, it. science
1: Exactly.
3: <sighs> how are you, Mark Um, I'm doing well. I'm extremely busy, busy, busy. Uh, you know, gearing up for these uh, town halls that we're going to be doing in a couple weeks. A uh, couple weeks time. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you will find out. But uh, we're doing some double tap TV town halls, and it'll uh, be joined by a couple uh, Brits and Scots, and it's going to be interesting.
1: So I get on a plane <laughs> after we we do our show next week. I got on a plane, uh, and then I believe I travel. Several million miles to get to you. Traveling, I have to say, the, the scheduling of this trip is very bizarre because, you know, it says, for example, that the flight
3: lasts two hours on one occasion because there's like three or three flights involved. I in like, thought I did that? Yeah, I did that for you guys. I gave this is what happens, guys. I gave them a detailed breakdown of everything in a text document, mm. so it's easy for your screen readers, and I included every Inclusive. detail that I thought that anybody could possibly ask me for. Yeah, and yeah, Including, yeah, including but, but, the duration of the flight and everything. I knew, for some reason, I said, Stephen's going to want to know how long this flight is.
2: Well, <laughs> duration of the flight. I dare we I actually to know do. That.
3: I want to
1: know the duration. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because then I can work out how much Netflix I need to cram onto my iPhone That's in order point. to get through the flight, right? So if it's like a six-hour flight, then OK, so I've got anatomy of a scandal I quite fancy. So that would cover a good number of episodes. That'll do. But yeah, this four-hour flight, though, says it only lasts two hours. And I was very confused. But then I realized, it's because of time difference, you see? So, well, come
3: on. It's just like uh, you leave 10.30 a.m. Um, on, on 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 Glasgow time, and you arrive two hours later, technically, time-wise, right? But, but no, you've been that's traveling not how for three days. But you've been don't traveling don't... for seven <laughs> hours and five minutes, Hannah. By the way, I just want to throw out this detail here. For most people who, who travel a lot, you will understand this. But um, I, I'd like to add a little disclaimer that all these times are estimations. And if anything happens and you happen to miss one of your connections, don't call me.
1: Excellent. Okay, well, I'm
3: glad we cleared that up. Okay, excellent.
1: Well, there'll be another one along, surely. I mean, they're like buses, these planes, right? There's always another one ready to go. Every 10 minutes, it'll yeah, be
2: fine. Plus, fine. you know, there's always a friendly Canadian that will say, it's okay. Come and stay with me the night. It's
3: fine. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen, Sean. Thank yeah. Thank you. Yeah, they can tell us where to go, and they probably will. Now, I encourage you guys, and I, I I'm, I'm going to throw this at you now because you, I can't take it back otherwise, and you can't say I never said it because Uh-oh. it's recorded here in 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 foreverness. You both need to be blogging or vlogging this journey. You need to capture every moment. It's
1: not hard enough, and you want to blog it. No, 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 no,
3: no. I want you and vlog it. I want you to just I just talk to your camera. This is important especially for you, Sean, because we're adding well, on an extra trip for you. You have to get from Manchester to Glasgow just to make this more complicated that's true. for your life. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I want you to document this. Just talk to yourself. I mean, it's it's not gonna be weird as it is, you know, people are gonna look at you funny. <laughs> now anyway. I want you to talk to your phone. Okay. You have to do this. This is part of the requirement. You are not gonna get paid. Oh, did I mention you're not getting paid anyway? Uh, you're not yes. going to get paid unless I have a full video diary of this journey. Actually, no, Sean. I can
1: help you along with this here, right? So think, please do. Think yes, Blair Witch Project, but actually scary.
2: Oh, no, there'll be lots of, um, yeah, snotty noses in camera saying, I'm lost and I don't know where I am. There's noises outside. I don't like it. I can do that, Mark. No
3: problem. Yeah. And and I especially, by the way, Sean, Stephen, stop listening for a moment. Okay. Sean, I want you, because I know you're spending the night at Stephen's house the night before. Yes, I I think so. When you wake up and you're scared, (laughs) I want you to crawl into bed with Stephen. Whoa. And I, think, I want I think, you to be the big Scott spoon. I
1: have something to say about this. I'm just putting it out Steven, there. Stephen, you're
3: not supposed to be listening. Okay, I'm not Sean, listening. I hear nothing. I'd yes. like you to be the big spoon.
1: Okay, I can do
2: that. And again,
3: this needs to be documented.
2: I fear this isn't work-related anymore, Mark. This is, this I'm,
1: is I'm,
3: all work-related. I'm kind of thinking that's an awful lot for one spoon. That's it's all job I'm requirements saying. is what I'm saying.
2: Can we move on now, please?
3: <laughs> is it time for a break? No, not yet. Oh, God. oh okay, god. Because I've got, so, I want to tell you about what I've been buying. I've been buying this week. Oh, my God. Oh, ridiculous. You know what? That You've been buying in order to minimize, right? Or minimalize, as I've been saying all week. Minima- minimalize. Min- yeah, min- you've min- been, you've been, been buying with the intention of minimizing, <laughs> which is great because you're going to bring me a whole bunch of stuff, right?
1: I have got boxes of stuff I no longer require. um. Yeah, it's great. I've I've simplified everything down to a USB mic and an iMac, and
2: that's it. Ah, oh, it's so funny, right? Because when people ask, like, how do you start off in podcasting or recording, and we always say, you know what, just start off simple. Get yourself a basic USB microphone. You know, connect it to your computer and just record. Start recording. And that's exactly what you've gone back to. I mean, in your studio there, you've got all top end kit, you know, mixers, mic processors, microphones themselves. And yet, what you've done is go back to basics with the USB mic and a computer. It's amazing. But
1: do you know why that is? It's because the world of online recording has changed. So before, you would be recording into like an Adobe Edition or an Audacity or a Reaper or whatever. Nowadays, you don't need any, you don't even need that. Yeah, you know, we're using an online platform here. God help us if the internet goes down. But you know, if you know, so far so good. But you know, we're using this online platform to record, which means we don't have any requirements more than just having a mic connected, obviously. And even yeah. that was the other thing. Even like the speakers and stuff. I'm like, well, do I need that because the the iMac has got great oh. speakers in it. And most of the time, I live oh. with my headphones on anyway. That's true. So you know, Mark. Mark's not convinced no, I, though. I can, it's I not know, that like, I'm not convinced, Mark...
3: guys. You know, I understand the I understand the simplicity of what you're trying to do and what you are accomplishing, and I I do love the ability to, for example, when I travel, you know, pop a USB microphone into my bag with a couple cables, and I'm good. I'm good to go. I can do I can do shows like this. I can plug it into my iPad and do it. I can plug it into my computer and just go. I I, I recently bought the 14-inch MacBook Pro, loving the size of it. Miss screen real estate, but loving it. Um, but at the same time, there's something to be said about the audiophile in me and the broadcaster in me that wants some of that processing yeah. and stuff. But I secretly wish that I didn't need to have a physical device here. I wish that I could, on the go, plug my USB mic in. And have some kind of software that I can create that for me in real time so that I can also hear it, not after the fact, because we can do anything after the fact. But that doesn't give me the instant gratification of being able to hear what it's going to sound like. And I don't like not knowing what it's going to sound like at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, see, that's that's the radio in you, and that's the radio that was in me for a long time. I was very much of the view that what you record almost has to be the same as the output. You know, it has to have that quality, that standard, that processing, so you can hear it as live. Because when you're in a live radio environment, that's what you hear. I used to, I used to remember a lot of guys I worked with used to hate listening to the radio station via the the FM transmitter or the FM signal. They would much rather listen off the desk and, I, and you know that's just the raw feed from the desk that the raw audio that comes out of any any mixer any console any hi-fi whatever you plug into right and i'm like i can't listen to this i want to hear it processed i want to hear the the richness of the process and the sound and you know nowadays of course i'm kind of I, I i did feel like that for a long time i've kind of got away from it because now i realize that you know when you record a lot of content You can play with it afterwards and do all the work then. So that's kind of where I'm at. And that's why I thought, let's minimize this a bit. Let's take this system down. The only thing that, the reason I, because I know a few people were kind of asking me, why have you gone down the route of an iMac? You know, versus a Mac Mini versus the MacBook Pro, even. Well, the truth is that the one thing I'm tethered with to the desk is my big chunky hard drive, which is where all my stuff lives. And my Dropbox account lives on that drive. And I need that. And the problem there is, you know, continually connecting and disconnecting that with a MacBook. Dropbox is just a very funny piece of kit in some ways, brilliant service and all the rest, but it kind of needs to be tethered to something. And, you know, without spending a lot of money on a MacBook with, say, a four or even an eight terabyte drive in it, there's really no point. So I wasn't prepared to do that. So I've got my MacBook Pro, and I've got my iMac, and I've got my microphone, and I have actually put speakers on the desk. I mean, I say I'm minimizing, but you know, I started adding stuff already. I've got two HomePod bigs. (laughs) On the desk. I oh. don't have my minis are downstairs, but my HomePod Bigs, now sadly discontinued, they are on the desk. Do they do they work in real time? Like when you hit play, is it instant or is there a delay? A little bit of a delay, yeah. a little bit of lag. But I'll be honest, I tend to use them more for listening to stuff. I mean, I was I was thinking this week, right? How do you know? you've really built yourself up into the Apple ecosystem. It's when you're sitting in front of your iMac, uh, you're typing on a magic keyboard into your iPhone, you've got your iPad ringing or perhaps a FaceTime call coming in on it, you're checking that notification on your Apple Watch, I'm listening to Apple Music Country off of my Apple HomePods, and I'm checking out something on Apple TV Plus for later that night on an Apple TV. That's when you know you've kind of gone a bit Apple ecosystem, and there's no a way A bit out. Apple. I've <laughs> just got Apple. Wow. Tim's got you. Yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's I mean that's insane.
1: It is. Well look, I have bought something else which kind of goes against the grain a little bit of everything I've just said. Android. might uh, maybe. Maybe. <gasps> Why? I, I, I was have joking. some stuff coming too. So I'll tell you what I bought. <sighs> okay, stick around, we'll tell you all about our purchases. Next.
0: This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest.
1: It is, and uh, not only is it a tech show, this week we are actually going to talk about technology. I know, I know, guys. Calm down. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> we'll get back to normal next week, but for this week only... <laughs> For this week only, we thought we'd be a text show, right? Okay, look, Mark, you've been buying. So have I. I have, a, but a, a I've been buying here. because
3: <laughs> things have been announced, so I, I've been forced oh. to buy. It's an, an, oh, an out of my hands. A yeah, it's a tragedy, yeah, really, out of my hands. What's
2: been announced? What have I got? Some
3: prayers with you, Mark. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> so, what have you been buying? You oh first. well, well, okay. Well, let's start with the things that I haven't been buying that have been sent to me, which we're going to be featuring on future shows. Oh. Uh, number one, because it is pool season, I have two really fun additions to my outdoors. I have a brand new Weber barbecue that has a built-in. It's called a smart grill, and the reason it's called a smart grill is because it's a built-in thermometer that shows you the temperature digitally. It has a beautiful sear zone, and it has two thermometers I can <gasps> plug in and, and and plug right into my meat. Really mm-hmm. excited about that. It also it spawned into a whole uh, expensive cost stream because I had to. It was a natural gas barbecue they sent me, and I didn't have natural gas at the barbecue. I was running propane,
0: you dug up so your I had hose. to.
3: No, so I had to call in the natural gas people and they brought a lion to my barbecue, which is something I've always wanted to do. So I've done that. That's great, which means I'm never going to run, have to run out of my house and go, oh they my God, what? I need probane. Uh That's number they one. Brought, number two. Brought a what to your barbecue? What? Sorry. Brought a what to your barbecue? A gas line.
2: Oh, a lion. Oh, right. Sorry. I thought you said lion. I thought that's. Exotic no, 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 ghost. no. No lions, okay. no
3: lions were harmed in the making of okay, this barbecue. Okay. Thank you. Unless lion. you want to eat lion. Okay. Um, okay. The other thing in my backyard, which is exciting to me, is um, <laughs> my pool robot. I have a pool wow. robot, gentlemen. Okay, right. right. I, I think Someone's made it. You know, Someone's you know that living ta- in you know, the future. You know that
1: time, Sean, you've got like a friend. There's always a friend, right, you've got who, you know, you tell them, like, oh, yeah, I got myself something this week. And they go, yeah, I bought a pool robot. And you're just like, okay, I'm, yeah. right. I'm done. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. What tell us more. is a
3: pool robot? Okay, so. You clean a pool. A pool needs to be cleaned because algae and stuff builds in the pool. Yes, there's chlorine and stuff that is you know, there to help keep a pool clean, but you have to scrub the sides and make sure that there's no buildup. Mm-hmm. So there are companies out there like Polaris Pools and Hayward that create these robots, and they're small. I mean, they're not small. They're probably the size of, of the head of a lawnmower, a small lawnmower, that are tethered to a rope, and they literally go around, and they vacuum, and they suction things off the sides and the bottoms of your pool. Now, these have gotten smarter and smarter over the years. They actually have scanners in them that can scan the area and know exactly how long they need to run to get each area, inch of the pool. So they have sent me a new robot that's that's in my pool that's constantly cleaning my pool and making sure that I don't have to have a person here to make sure my pool is clean. So I've now saved the monthly expense of having a pool person even though I had a wonderful pool girl come, and she no longer has to come anymore. Technology's killing jobs. I know it's killing jobs. But I've been using a pool robot forever, and they are phenomenal, phenomenal little devices. They last forever, Um, and they keep my pool clean. They have a little basket inside like a regular vacuum, and it comes up, and you get all the bugs and anything that's kind of fallen into the pool, and it's gone. So that's a pool robot. That's exciting. Those are two things that I didn't buy. They were sent to me, but we're going to be talking about them on the show, which is fun. Uh, Another one is Ecobee or Echobee, depending on how you want to pronounce that, have just released two new versions of their smart thermostat. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm all and about HomeKit. Too. When you talk about yep. Apple, Stephen, I am yeah. all about freaking HomeKit. Like yeah. my house is, you name it, and it's controllable with Siri. But it's also the benefit of HomeKit is that all these devices are also controllable by your, your Echo. So you can re- really, I use my Echo as my portal to my house. But I also use the home app on my, uh, my iPhone and other devices to create routines and stuff. So brand new thermostat, which has now air, mod, air, air quality monitoring as well. Um, but great routines, motion control, sensors, lots of fun stuff. But the thing I actually spent my hard-earned money was DJI released a brand new drone. I know drone. We're yeah, never gonna fly it. Yeah, in. Trust here we me. Go again. If yeah. I can time this out perfectly, then I'm gonna hopefully have this drone with me when we see each other in a couple of weeks. But this is a 249 gram drone, which means it's a, it's one gram below the legal limit to required require to have a license. So fly anywhere. You can fly yes. anywhere without anybody being able to say anything to you. Obviously, don't go fly near an airport. Don't that won't stop. People don't be a don't be you, a but, yeah. don't be a dummy. Okay, when you, when you fly responsibly. But it is. Right. Yes. Yeah, see got, that. See that a, to all blind people, guys. <laughs> Fly responsibly. Yes, right. exactly. I will teach you. I will teach you when I see you guys how to fly responsibly. Expect- oh, we'll uh, we'll see how voiceover works on gone. the DJI app, right? Yeah. <laughs> right?
1: yeah, exactly. So let's see if voiceover can keep up with a
3: flying yeah. drone. <laughs> Maybe I'll buy a cheaper version just for the sake of I would. Crashing. I get one at like 50 quid or something, Anyway, so that, that's what I spent my money on. But, and the last thing I want to say here, because I'm monopolizing all this lovely time, is that, you know, you go minimize. I have minimized. I, my goal is to always keep my desk in front of me as minimal as possible. Mm. I don't want to see wires. I don't want to see stuff. So I just put a rack on the other room, on the other side of the wall. That's where all the fun gear is. And I just get to control it from here. So I've minimized too. There is something cool about the rack thing. I did that as well. But again,
1: everything's now been unplugged, and I'm just running everything off this iMac, and it's actually quite nice. Uh, anyway, yes, so uh, I, too, have actually got two things I've Hang bought. on,
2: please, oh, on. I, wait, just one second. Can yes. I just ask, the pool robot, it feels like we just skirted over that far too easily. Firstly, how long does the battery last if it's constantly vacuuming your pool, and how does it charge?
3: Did you miss the part that I said it was tethered? Yes, actual tethered, cable. You,
2: you said rope. To be fair, you did there say... Is
3: a, there is a cable, a long cable, yes. that sits on the side of the pool on a caddy in which you can then take the robot out and just kind of sit it there, but it's always controlled but always powered.
2: Okay, cool. Very good. Thank you. Sorry, I was interested. I okay, don't have good. a and swimming you're curious, pool.
3: And if are curious, the drone goes about 43 minutes. Right.
2: Thank you.
1: Nope. Okay, you happy now? I am happy. Can I talk about my toys now? Nope. Yes. Time for a break. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't want to go to a break. I want to talk about my toys. So two things I've bought, and one thing is coming. Because you just reminded me of that when you said that about the show. Oh, yeah, the TV show. I love that TV show. It's my favorite TV show of all TV shows. Yes, we all agree. Thank you. Uh, Right, so (laughs) here's what I bought. I got myself, and this is definitely going to feature an upcoming Double Tap TV once I've figured out what to do with it, the Samsung Galaxy Watch 4 Classic. Oh. Okay.
3: Oh, dear. a watch,
1: right? So... The announcement came in from Google last week, um, which I have to be honest, I kind of forgot all about Google I.O. Oh. Sorry, Google. Yep, um, we did. I kind of forgot all about it. Uh, but yeah, so the announcement came in, and they announced that they are going to bring out a new Pixel. and uh, They're going to bring out new uh, Pixel Buds, Pixel Buds Pro, which to me sounds exactly like the AirPods Pro. Um, and they're also bringing out the much anticipated, not about much wanted, but certainly um, <laughs> Wow. Much available uh, Pixel Watch, which is coming out later in the year. So you might be thinking to yourself, "Hi, hey, well, hang on, Steve. Why did you not wait for that instead of going out and getting one of these?" That's what I'm um, thinking. There is a reason why I've gone for this particular one. Now, I, I got the chance. It was so nice to be outside. Remember, outside you would go outside, you would go places. Outside,
3: remember no, I've that. Never heard
1: of it. No. no. Um, so I went to this kind of Best Buy equivalent here in the UK, and I, I actually had the chance to play with some of these watches and. As much as I did like the original kind of or the newer, I guess, Galaxy watches that have come out, the Galaxy Watch 4 Classic has got something in it that I really like. And that is that the ring on the outside of it, you can actually turn the rings. It's a bit like an iPod almost, the way you can sort of just turn this little ring. And from my understanding, when you have got accessibility enabled, it helps you navigate the watch much easier. So it's a little bit like having the crown on the Apple Watch. um, But this is the entire face actually turns. So it's like a selector, if you like, on the front, which is kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah. And I kind of like that. The other ones don't have that. So that interested me. And that was one of the main reasons. And, and because other people had tried it who are blind, who'd said, hey, this would be quite cool, I thought this is quite interesting. Now, when the Pixel Watch was launched, A, it's not coming out till later in the year. And B, if this one is running the same operating system, which I believe it is, in fact, I'm fairly sure it is, going to be running Wear OS and not the, the previous Tizen OS, which uh, Samsung Watches ran, then... There's really not going to be a huge amount of difference, I don't think, in terms of um, the experience, at least. So I don't know how accessible it's going to be. I'm intrigued to find out. I will report back next week, I promise you. But I'm intrigued to see how this goes. Uh, I will say one thing though, wearing it is a beautiful watch to wear. And it's got that lovely round face on it, you know, traditional watch style. So I'll be interested to see how it goes. Also, it's a 46 millimeter face, so it's quite a big face. But then I have big arms, so it goes with it. so, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to playing around with that. I didn't get the, the three or 4G version. I just went for the, the Bluetooth, and the, it's got the Wi-Fi. It's got GPS in there as well. So, um, yeah, I'm intrigued to try this with my Samsung Z Flip 3. Um, you know, I think it was getting lonely. You know, I think my, my Samsung phone was getting a bit lonely, and I felt it was time to, to give it a little friend to talk well, to. Considering you never pick it up. Yes,
2: I'm not surprised it's lonely. Now, this isn't your first day with a, uh
1: Android wearable, though, is it? You've used a Android smartwatch before. Did try one before? I tried one from Mobvoi, the Tick mm. Watch, um, yep. which yep. I'll be honest, process power wise, I think that's well. I, I see. This is the thing. I say this a lot. I always say maybe the processor was better, but you know, Apple Watch can be pretty sluggish too. Now I'm talking here, Mark. I'm talking specifically about with Talkback or Voiceover running. I'm not talking. Yeah. We're not going to be able to use a watch. Well, certainly Sean and I are not going to be able to use a watch without some kind of feedback. Um, but I found on the Tick Watch that, you know, you would tap the screen, and maybe three or four seconds later, you get the response. And then if you swiped to get to the next item, it would take three or four seconds to respond. And if you tried Terrible. to do it too many times, it just would judder. It would just stutter. Whereas with the Apple Watch, it does do a little bit of that sometimes, but generally, the experience is better. It's more fluid. Um, I don't know what this is going to be like. I just don't know if this is going to be as, as good. I hope. I mean, it's it's okay. This isn't new because it is a classic edition, but it was a slightly upgraded edition from what was out last or came out, I think, last year when, it, when the new Galaxy Watch 4 was announced. So, yeah, we'll see. See how it goes.
3: Are you looking forward to
1: the Pixel Watch, the new
3: Pixel Watch? I think it, well,
1: mm-hmm. I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I, what do you think? I mean, looks wise, I believe it's a nice looking watch. It's very slender, I
3: believe. It's very slender. It's got a nice kind of glass dome uh, look to it, like a very polished dome. It's interesting, you know, interchangeable bands. I mean, every, nothing seems new anymore to me anymore. Yeah, there's that's really, the problem. There's really design-wise, I think that there's, I think we've stalled. I really think that we've stalled somewhere um, across the board. I don't think anybody is releasing anything that design-wise really blows my mind. Um, yeah, but, but what can
2: you do with a watch, right? It's well, all but, about you know what. That's not up for me. That's not no, for me
3: to decide. It's not. <laughs> you but know?
2: what I'm saying is, you know, let's let's get a, a smartwatch where you can the, the battery lasts a week instead of you know 24 hours. I think that's where we should be seeing improvements design wise. You know, it is what it is until we get I don't know holographic watches, communicators, or whatever else. But until then, I think it's about expanding and improving on what we've got, which is to me, battery life is the main thing. Battery life and performance.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. But uh, yeah, and it wasn't the only thing I bought this week. I also, because I'm traveling in the next couple of weeks, I thought I need to get myself a new shaver. Because the last time I was, and funnily enough, it was in Canada. The last time I was in Canada, I couldn't shave because the shaver I took with me, the plug, I could not get an adapter to make this shaver charge. Because there are weird little plugs that we have over here, these little two-pin plugs. that They just don't work anywhere else. And I could not seem to find, even on Amazon, I couldn't find something that took a shaver plug and turned it into... A Canadian plug. I couldn't make any sense of it. And I what thought, plugs do you have
2: it. over there, Mark?
1: Listen, no, I don't but... know what the hell he's talking about. But uh... <laughs> well, it's two. It, you've got two it's two uh, prong plugs, right? That's what you've got. Um, but these are two sort of quite wide apart uh, round plug points, little plug points, and and I, I just couldn't find it. Anything just it would work. work. USB. Yeah, that's terrible. the future. Well, that's why I bought this because it's a USB shaver.
2: <gasps> wow.
1: I've never seen these before. Uh, so my dad buys one, right? And he tells me, he says, oh, I've got this new shaver. He says, you'd love it because it's USB charging. And I'm like, oh, what? Uh, I said, send me the link, send me the link. And he sends me the link. And uh, I don't want to be judgmental here, but it had some name on it that I'd never heard of. Oh, and knob. Where mm, Where's this come from? I mean, he, he told me, I knew it came from China, but it had a name that I had never heard of. And I thought, do I want to trust that? I just don't know. I don't know anything about these these names, and I, you know, I wouldn't. It's not something. If I don't know the name or or, or if it's off brand, I tend to think, mm, is that something I want to plug in in my house? <laughs> it's um, only two dollars. You think? Yeah. Well, that's it. You know, it's like <laughs> mm, okay. I think he paid like thirty thirty dollars for it or something. It wasn't a lot yeah. of money, and I thought okay. Anyway, this one came in. I, I found this one, and actually, there's something two things nice about it. A the the USB side of it, which is great. It's also just bright yellow, and I thought, oh, that's I'll, at least I'll find it. Um sure, it's like not a taser. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried it yet? It's still in the box. Um it will be opened ah. up to, at some point. But yes. Uh, it's from a company called Remington, who most people might have just <gasps> heard yeah. of. So good, I bought the company.
2: Is that a thing, is it? Sorry, I, yeah, I must be showing my age. Yeah. Victor okay. Siam or something. He bought the company. Okay, sorry. Carry on. Well, well I, I don't what know personally. Talking
1: about? I have no
3: idea. I mean, yeah. Do you own Remington? Do you own Remington? Yeah, do no. you own Remington? <laughs> Right, forget it. Move on. He did just say that he bought the company, right? I thought
2: that's what he said. It's yes. so that was, good
3: that I bought the company.
2: That was the advertising
3: for it. Oh, it was, that was well the, known. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: uh,
3: carry on. Oh, oh wow. Dear. Anyway. Uh,
1: so I bought the... Um, so yeah, Remington it didn't buy the company, but I did buy the shaver. Um, and it says, and you'll love this, Sean, it says it is virtually indestructible. Oh, virtually. We'll is, test this that. This is the... This is the Titanic of shavers. I'm just waiting to see if we can break it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's quite cool. So it's got the USB. The one thing that's coming, which I, I just got notification of today, um, is actually something we've talked about, I believe, on this season of uh, Double Tap TV. Um, Mark is in charge of the organization of things, which, as you understand, mm-hmm. if you know me well enough, is, is a good thing. Um, is that a uh, Mark got the schedule out so you can talk about it Kind of thing, yeah. So yeah. We, talked about, um, well, um, we talked about the dot pad. Um, from a, a company uh, that we, we had on. Uh, it's, it's the Dot Company, the Dot Corporation, who've created the Dot Pad. This is a new uh, tactile display. So it's like a tactile monitor for blind people. And the idea is, and they've done some amazing work. Uh, we, we talked about it on the show, or we will be talking about it on the show with um, with the company, and talking about their development with American Printing House for the Blind and Apple themselves, and they've actually built into Apple devices. If anyone has one of these dot pad devices, they can hook it up to their iPhone um, over Bluetooth and they're able to draw an image on a device, or take any image, frankly, and it will display in a tactile form on this pad. So think about the applications for this for I mean, I immediately think about children education. I think about you know lots of stuff that I used to get at school that was tactile. Uh, but then, of course, that leads into certain jobs and certain kind of work places. There could be real benefits for a lot of blind people in that. Um, so, yeah, there's loads of opportunities. Anyway, that's what's coming. I got a note yesterday that I'm going to get my hands on the dot pad. And I think I might be one of the first in the UK to get my hands on this. So I'm very excited. Are you going to bring that to Canada with you? I, I don't know if I'm insured to bring it with me to Canada, but I will certainly find about? out. Is it expensive? It's fifteen grand. Yay. What? Just, yeah. <laughs> just slightly. I'm a bit weary, if I'm honest with you. Well, I mean, when... carry on. Put in your carry on bag. I mean, can I tell you a little story, Mark? And this is God's honest truth about uh, about braille displays, right? The amount of blind people I know, and I had it happen to me as well, which is why I know it does happen. Who get stopped at airport security and have very long conversations with airport security because they have no idea what a braille display is, and they look at this device and they're like, "What is this thing?" Why are these little pins going up and down? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like concrete. you have to
3: stand there and explain. In you know so what? Much I've detail. had similar issues with some audio equipment, specialized oh, yeah, you know, broadcast watch. equipment. People go, What is this? What's it for? I'm like, It's a computer. Yeah. It's yeah. a computer. computer. Batteries, screen, computer. Okay. Anyway, stick
1: around. We've got lots more to talk about. Big news from Apple. Uh, some new accessibility features coming oh. later this year. We'll discuss that next.
0: Double tap Canada will be back after this. is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text one 971 1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show.
1: Let's talk about Apple because they've uh, announced ahead of uh, not only Global Accessibility Awareness Day, which is today, if you're listening to this on Thursday, uh, then uh, this is uh, a Global ooh. Accessibility Awareness Day. Woo, woo, woo. Happy gad, everyone. Happy gad, everyone. Happy gad day. Happy gad, Mark. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) It's all right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so it is GAD Day. um, And ahead of that, Apple have announced, uh, and actually ahead of their own Worldwide Developer Conference on June 6th, they've announced some features. This is kind of unusual, right, for Apple. They don't normally announce anything before uh, Worldwide Developer Conference. Is this a new thing from Apple?
2: Because didn't they not long ago announce a whole suite of accessibility features last year?
1: They did last year, but that's the two years in a row they've done it.
2: Yeah, I think this is a new a new side to Apple, and I like it, Tim. I gotta say.
1: I'm Tim talking to, to Mr. Cook oh, Tim directly. Cook, I know no, he directly. listens.
2: All right, mate. Hello, I, Tim. I, I,
1: I'm sure someone from Apple does. I'm pretty sure of it. Um, <laughs> Sorry, hi Apple. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, lots of new features coming out from uh, Apple's, uh, well, at least Apple's iOS and and Apple Watch and and maybe even Mac as well. There's lots of cool new features coming out, which is really interesting. I think the one that's, and there's lots of them, right? But let's kind of jump through some of them. I think the biggest one that that is going to appeal to blind Say people, door detection. Ah, door detection.
2: door detection. I mean, this is the holy grail, isn't it? This solves the last 10 yards problem, the hardest problem of them all. Amazing, if it works.
1: I agree. No, I agree. I am so excited about this because, you know, it's funny, right? I have been to so many places in my life where I just cannot find the entrance.
2: Yep, I'm buzzing around the window like a confused bumblebee or a wasp. It's incredibly annoying. Slapping
1: against the windows.
2: Yeah, hello, let me in! Like a zombie outside and people are screaming inside. I just want to find the door. It's not too much trouble is it, surely?
1: No. Well, not anymore. (sighs) anymore. And not only that, this is pretty interesting, right? Not only apparently, I don't know how it does this, but it will tell you that there's a door. It will also tell you which way the door opens. If it is open or closed. If it's open or closed. Uh, if, it, if there's any text on the door that tells you, for example, maybe, you know, I guess entrance or, you know, maybe a, a specific name about the shop you're going and, into so you know it's the right one. And a um, number on the door for hotel rooms. The door. Oh. So it does this with a combination of AI and LiDAR. So there's a downside here. There's an upside oh. and a downside, okay? The upside is great, mm. it's coming soon. But um, what, what iPhone do you have just now, Sean? Yeah, the 12 mini without LiDAR. Mm. I mean, the 13 mini without LiDAR. Yeah. Mm. Uh although it does work on the 12.9 iPad Pro if you walk around with that strapped to your face all day <laughs> you, <laughs> you will that. Don't, don't test me. I will. I was use thinking that. about. it. I was thinking. Well, it's, it's a good way. And actually, do you know? I think a blind person. You know, I know. I often talk about. Be very careful. And I would always recommend to people. Be very careful when you're going around big cities. And you know, just think of a security. But there is something kind of sensible about a blind person walking around with a gigantic iPad in their hands. I think a lot of people would just look at that and be like, "Yeah, that's probably the, that's the size the blind people get." yeah exactly that's what they get yeah that's, that's what their we, iPhone.
2: that's like those giant uh, remote controls that my mum and dad always bought me. They're no good for me, my and dad. It doesn't make any difference. I remember what the buttons do on a remote control. It doesn't matter if they're the size of a duvet. it's no good for me, but um, I had
1: one of those, and I actually turned it over once and just used it as a as a tray for my dentist <laughs> so big i mean the numbers on it were huge uh, look this is amazing this it, uh,
2: Really excites me. I know that's that sounds sad, but honestly, you know, like Ira, like Be My Eyes, those GPS was the the promise, and to be honest, most of the time it's disappointing because it gets you to the general area, and that's fine, but it's just not enough. You, you, you might as well be a hundred miles away still because, you know, you, we need guiding in now. Ira and Be My Eyes, fantastic. That, that again makes a big difference, but. I, I used Ira recently for a doctor's appointment to a building I've never been to before. As soon as I stepped through the door, no internet. So yeah, the, the service is gone. So yes. something like this door detection just to get me in, uh, absolutely fantastic. And, and more than that, in, in that, like a waiting room. I mean, I came out of the lift in that doctor's surgery. No idea which way to go. It was just a corridor. So if it can help with that, you know, reading the text, it says, reads the text on doors and around the door handles. Honestly, this could be... This could make a huge difference. Hopefully, it's not essential that you have LiDAR as well. Maybe the LiDAR would be more accurate. I'm hoping that it can do it with just the camera, but we will see.
1: I have a hunch with this one, that, and Mark, I don't know your take on this, but if the iPhone 14 range doesn't include the many,
3: I have a hunch that all of the phones that come out will have LiDAR in them. I would hope, especially if they're adding such an important feature on the accessibility side. But this begs the question, though, if it doesn't, is this a reason for you guys to go get that phone? Well, mm. it would be for me. It would. Or be for,
1: I, I, it's funny because when people detection came out, um yes. back in well, actually, it was during the pandemic or just around? Oh, the it pandemic? was during. No, it was during, yeah, during. definitely. And uh, maybe that was one of the ones actually that was announced. I, I think, yeah, that's that's probably at that time. And I remember when it came out, I remember thinking, "God, that'd be great." But again, you needed a lidar. But that on its own, I didn't think seemed like a massive reason to get an iPhone with LiDAR, with this feature, though, with door detection, something which would have a real impact in every day in our lives? uh, I think yes, for sure. I mean, I think about, um, like, uh, I use Seeing AI for this a little bit, but if I'm in a hotel and I'm looking for my room, I'll just walk along and I'll see if Seeing AI can just grab the numbers. But it's not always perfect. It doesn't always grab them in time. Or, you know, the problem with Seeing AI sometimes is you have to hold the phone quite steady, for a couple of seconds. And as soon as, if it starts reading something quite long, if you just move the phone a little bit, it'll start reading yes. it again. Yeah. Um, so it's like it's constantly looking and then sort of reassessing and then doing it, rather than just read through once and then go and do it again. I, I understand why it does that, but it makes it a bit tricky. The way this sounds is it kind of does this a little bit better. Um, I think it sounds like a really great feature. I think it's going to make a big difference. And not only that, Apple Maps is getting an update as well, which allows for us to, have a better sense of a starting point, better haptic and spoken feedback on starting off. I don't know how many times I've done this. I've started walking somewhere using the watch or using the GPS on the phone. And because we can't see the screen uh, to tell us which direction to go, I set off. And it's a bit like when the, the, the toast lands on the, the, the floor, you know, it's always butter side down. <laughs> yeah, um, which means I'm always starting off the wrong way and I've got to turn around to go back. And it's fine for me, but when my wife's with me with the guide dog, it's a bit of a pain in the backside for her because she's got to stop and realign the dog and turn to do a whole thing and then go back and then we start again. And it's just a bit annoying. So, having the ability to know which way you're going to start with is actually really helpful. And that should be possible. And it clearly is. So, That's another feature coming. Uh, There's other stuff as well. I mean, VoiceOver's getting some updates. This is of interest to us, obviously. VoiceOver now getting 20 new languages. And I think it's quite interesting when you read through the list. There's one language that really sticks out above the rest, and it kind of shows you where VoiceOver is not currently available. And one place is Ukraine. Uh, They don't, I mean, now, obviously, if you speak English, that's fine. You can use, you know, you can still use VoiceOver in Ukraine. But with the Ukrainian language, In voiceover, it's only now becoming available, and this is just one of twenty languages that are coming out. Uh, Ukrainian stands out, of course, because at the moment, you know, with with what's going on there, there's there's, there's a bit of a, obviously, the focus is on it. But it just kind of says you you would think that that was available already. You know, you'd think that would be there, Um, but But they're now just getting around to adding that.
2: That stands for a lot of languages in that list. To be honest, I was quite surprised. I don't know if this is like my own sort of i don't know privilege but
1: i just thought yeah western naivety
2: probably yeah i mean what those languages weren't always available because again like you know the, the vocalizer tts that, that apple uses i just thought well it's been around long enough that those languages must be there so yeah that was quite surprising
1: uh, there's also some news on voices this is very interesting to me um we had a chance to to sit in a, on a briefing on this, and we got some information about the voices, because I was intrigued to know if they would tell us what voices they were talking about. All they said was that new voices are coming, optimized voices. Optimized for what, though? That's the question, right? <laughs> and the optimization is for high-speed listening. Now, any JAWS user will tell you that one of the joys of eloquence and some other voices through JAWS Allow you to really ramp up that voice to you know uh, even hundred. I and mean, I know people who listen at hundred. I don't know how they do that. It's just too fast for me. Yeah. But you know, a hundred times the speed, it's like what? But yeah, they they do listen to that and they can get the information from it. But to do that on a Mac is actually quite challenging. And even I've noticed that at the top speed of a hundred, it is not that fast. I feel like I feel like this is like the equivalent of a car conversation with Mark and his friends about his cars. Yes. It's like a hundred. This thing feels slow. Um. <laughs> Driving a mini, uh, whereas I want to drive a <laughs> uh, um, something fast, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, Ferrari. Well done. Um, thank you. Uh, so you know, that's that's what we, we want to be, be getting it to the speeds of, and this apparently will allow that to happen. So maybe it's Siri Voices, maybe it's custom specific. I think it's probably likely to be through Siri Voices because they want to obviously use these voices across the platform. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but we'll find out. But but certainly the good news is if you've wanted the voices to be faster, and that's something you found irritating about Mac, that will change. I'm not convinced by that. I'll be honest with you. I, I think... You t- are you saying they're liars?
2: No, no. <laughs> I'm just not convinced that people want faster-speaking TTS. I think people much prefer higher-quality, natural-sounding TTS. Of course, when we're just speeding around the, you know, the OS, then you want... The fast, uh, the fastest possible voice. You just want to see where you are, basically, or hear where I you don't are. Know. But I, you can I, have I'm, a voice that does that without, and also have a separate voice which, for reading stuff, reading your emails, reading articles, which is actually just sounds nice and human-like.
1: You see, I like a bit of both. I mean, I, I kind of like the idea of my emails, my articles being read. That's why I love Microsoft Edge read aloud mode so much. Yep. because that is perfect for just listening to articles. Um, I'm even getting into some other apps that are doing that, like now Voice Stream Readers on the Mac. I'm like, ooh, that's interesting. You know, I can get you know my articles read out in a much nicer voice. You know, I can sit back and relax and enjoy them. Uh, there's some other apps I'm playing with to do similar, and we'll talk about that down the line. But um, I, I think that's that's good for that. I think for productive stuff, that's why I often find the the Windows platform for me is always a bit better because if I really have to get some stuff done, and I'm talking like writing especially, it's on the PC with Jaws and eloquence ramped right up. Yeah. Because I feel I can really get into it and I can get the information read to me. Like, I mean, I, I don't type with um, characters and words, I just use words. Um, and I'll listen back to the paragraph later. Yeah. But, you know, being able to hear the word as you whack out, you know, some you know, thought that you've just had and, and start writing it down, I want to be able to hear that word every time I hit spacebar at the highest speed of it speaking and me typing. Uh, And that means I can be more productive. Whereas with the Mac, I'm always kind of like, what did it just say? And the (laughs) Mac is a real nuisance of it'll just sometimes ignore the word and just say space. It's like, could you just decide what you're going to tell me? But could you just tell me what I want you to tell me, which is the word? Not just what you've randomly decided to throw at me. Um, I I find that on the iPhone a lot when I'm
2: trying to delete a word or something. It it just says delete. So Hang on. I'm not entirely sure where
1: I am. Yeah. What did you just delete? Yeah. You give me the wrong information. Uh, iBooks is getting on Apple Books. I should say is getting a bit of an update. I, is that I, that's still a thing, guys? I didn't realize Apple. Yeah, Apple <laughs> yeah I forgot was about it. Thing. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> um, it's getting a lot of customization options, which it already had, and um, you know it was one of the first apps to actually have a lot of the customization features, like background colors, text size, uh, even fonts as well. You could change all that. It's getting some more features built in as well. The the big feature for a lot of uh, some other disabled people that that I think will uh, will be very exciting the iPhone uh, or i Apple Watch I should say mirroring to iPhone that's an interesting one Um, you can now or will be able to once this is launched you'll be able to mirror what's on your Apple Watch back onto your phone now I know the first question you're probably thinking is Why? Why would you do
3: that? Well, but you know what? I saw the demo, and uh, it actually is extremely useful. It
1: is, but, but you think, well, why would you do it? And secondly, if you're going to do that, why not just use your phone? And why would you want a watch? But the truth is, there's two parts to this. One is people who cannot physically lift up the watch to look at it or may not be physically able to look at their watch. So they might want to be able to have their phone maybe perhaps mounted on a cradle or something in front of them. And then they can see what's on their watch. But in addition to that, think of all the health benefits that having a watch it brings. So, for example, it can check your blood oxygen level or it can check your heart rate. And being able to do that with the watch means that's the reason for having it. So you can have a lot of the same features. You can use all these features, but you don't have to be excluded from the experience of actually using the device. So I think that's pretty impressive, actually, when you think about it.
2: But didn't go further than that, wasn't it? A case of once you mirrored it to your phone, you could then use accessibility features such as switch control. Uh, I believe even eye tracking was mentioned. I, I'm not sh- entirely sure. To control the Apple Watch as well. Yeah, so uh, it works both ways, which is, you know, again, it, it comes on to like the assistive touch, which I believe it was. there was also some uh, improvements to that of being able to answer calls by double pinching or something like that and, and do other actions as well for the apple watch so again it's more about being able to interact with the apple watch without having to touch the screen and using other uh, interfaces which is really cool
1: it's it's so um this is what annoys me about apple sometimes oh. i love apple to bits and sometimes they drive me insane because they don't this stuff comes out and it's like yeah there you go great and you're like hang on whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. hang on <laughs> this is like rev- revolution stuff here and they present it so matter-of-fact, and it's just part of our values, and it's what we do. And I think I love how Microsoft, they, they do exactly the same thing. They bring out great products and great ideas, and they bring out, I'd say, to a bigger fanfare. But they then continue talking about it. Yes, I and that's agree. The, that's the bit that Apple doesn't do. They, they, they stop. They just kind of tell you about it, and that's it. And. I kind of wish they would just keep doing more, and maybe as I say this, and people listening from Apple might be thinking in their own heads, would never say it to anyone else because they then no longer have a job at Apple, probably. But in their heads, they may be thinking, "Well, we want to do the same, but we can't because no one's letting us do it." I mean, maybe that's what it is, right? Maybe it's just you know how big companies work. So strange, though, right? The rest of it. So, Why wouldn't you know,
2: shout about this sort of thing? I mean, I'd be
1: screaming about this from the rooftops. Absolutely, absolutely. this. I mean, that that, that Apple Watch mirroring. Because, again, a lot of people have been thinking, well, why would I want to do that? I mean, I even saw some blind people last night tweeting, why would you want a door detection feature? And I'm like, are you kidding? Yeah. Uh, but I, I, got, I, I got the feeling that they didn't quite read the article, you know? I thought, <laughs> once you read this, I think you're going to feel differently about it. Yes. Anyway, you can tell us your feedback. Get in touch with us, feedback at ami.ca. What do you think? What are you looking forward to And iOS 16? And more to come on Double Tap Canada next.
0: This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. this is double tap canada now back to the show
1: ah uh, yeah we're, we're nearly Yee-ha! at the end yee and indeed ha thank you um yes welcome back uh, to just the last few minutes <laughs> of double tap canada um we were talking so much about apple and, and all the great stuff we love uh, you, I, apple. i've got something yeah i've got something for you mr priest and oh. actually I, I think for you mark i think you'll like this uh-huh. i don't know i can never tell with you to be honest um oh you're a funny guy what um happened? so what happened to ye? Hole, I, I turned it off, oh. So I'm telling you a story. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, were you enjoying the music.
2: Well, yeah, a gentle fade down rather than an abrupt turn-off would have been That's nice. That's your job
3: after, Sean. Uh, yeah, okay. you'll fix that. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. That faded yeah, beautifully. That not no, great <laughs> by me. In my post-production
1: world. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, it sounded terrible, and you don't sound like a chipmunk in it either. Look at him call attention to the mistakes oh, oh, not so unprofessional? So, I'm so sorry. Carry on. <laughs> you know the uh, speaker company, Kef? Yes. C-E-F. Yeah. Yeah. brought new speakers. Yes. New wireless. I think they've they've been nicknamed the Sonos Killers. <laughs> um, they brought these new wireless speakers. They are absolutely massive, big, big, big floor-standing speakers, but oh, they're
2: completely I love
3: wireless. Yeah. I um. Kef, it's more of a UK thing, by the way. Kef is more—is it? Uh, it's not as big of a brand in North America. Are you
2: crazy? They—they they are like top notch. I, Kefs are amazing.
3: I know they are. I'm just telling you that in North America, well, stop it. They're not as sought after. That's Okay. The case. He doesn't wow. But
2: well, they—they should be. So. Is what I'm saying. They should be. I agree right with up you.
1: There. I think they're phenomenal. Thank you. Well, this is the new one. This is the new LS60 wireless i think they come in at a cool is it seven thousand dollars wow um so yeah a considered purchase i think yeah. it's fair to say um but you know i thought for you sean that would be the one if you're going to buy anything at all in your life i because you have do you not have kef speakers i used to have these gorgeous enormous floor standing kefs and
2: then i made the mistake of having children who pushed the little tweeter domes in oh when they were toddling wow. around uh, oh. Yes, so I was not happy. I've never had KEFs
3: again, but they were was was adoption beautiful. not an
1: option for them?
2: Well, yeah,
3: ap- yeah absolutely, absolutely. If you're planning on having children, people don't get KEF speakers. Don't get KEF yes. speakers, and and children. if you have a choice between the two, I'll let you make that one. I'm <laughs> up for the KEF speakers, if I'm honest. I, I'd I'd rather have that.
1: Uh, the I've never heard KEF speakers. I know people who talk about them say they are brilliant, amazing. But what are they like compared to Sonos, I wonder? Because, I mean, is it, is it a different world,
2: do you think? Well, to be honest, I mean, I had these 25 years ago. My, my children are growing up now,
3: and I but still have, on, you
2: know, I uh, haven't forgiven them. So no, I, don't, I can't remember. I understand that.
3: The beauty of Sonos is not the, the quality of the speaker, although they are quite good. Um, it's, it's about it? the ecosystem and the infrastructure and the fact that you can play all these different services through it. Kef, I mean, again, I have not used these beautiful speakers before, but it's about the sound.
1: It is, yes. but these ones are, these do have the smarts in them now, so you can obviously you know you can connect up whatever you like to it, which is good. Speaking of Sonos though, they've also unveiled some new stuff as well. Um, they've got a new soundbar, a budget version called Ray. Hooray! Which has uh, got AirPlay two built in, which is kind of cool. I think it's got mm. Lady A support as well. Some smart other smart speakers are available in there somewhere if you'll ever use them. Um, you've also got <laughs> <laughs> sorry, other smart speakers. We love you, Google. Um, and also the Sonos Roam, the uh, portable Sonos speaker. That's now available in various colors. Snore. Yeah, I couldn't care less about that. Available to bit one near you. Yeah. <laughs> Ask your doctor if Sonos Roam is right for you. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I, Sonos Rome, small stuff I'm not keen on, if I'm honest. I like big, sunny speakers. That's why I love my HomePod bigs. I kind of look at them thinking, why have these been discontinued? And I have a hunch it's because Apple are going to bring out some kind of child of the HomePod Mini and the Apple TV. I think the HomePod Mini and the Apple TV are making a little baby,
3: and All it's right. going to
1: be called the HomePod. I
3: don't know. Study TV. Go on, Mark. Tell him he's wrong. I just, I just don't think so. I don't think that the two. You're wrong. I uh, you bet you. I don't. I don't think the two kind of <gasps> work together. I bet. Bet you. I bet you. I bet you. Always uh, uh, excited. I don't know. A USB shaver. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm interested in the
2: lidar and these accessibility features. Does this point more towards the Apple Glass instant, uh, you know, lidar without a camera release? Features. Is that coming soon? I think so.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Sean. You're <laughs> right. It's, it's the fact that I know there's absolutely nothing behind that statement, which is just it makes it stand oh, out a little.
2: Lidar. More. Why are they putting so much door detection on lidar? No one's got lidar. No one's got the Pro iPhones. That's ridiculous. It's a myth. Glass is coming soon. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Mark. Wow.
0: My pleasure. <laughs> Catch you next week, I think. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at DoubleTapCanada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. Hello, I'm Victor Kayam. I was delighted and impressed. So impressed, I bought the
2: company. Hi, I'm Red Sail, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books,
0: available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. Ha!